Welcome to this latest edition, this very special Sunday edition of the Real Deal Podcast. Of course, I'm your host, Real Gerald Quinn. Episode 838 of the Real Deal Podcast. This episode is brought to you by All Calculated Measures. Shout out to Adrian McDonald. Got some new merchandise on the way. Um, we will definitely be uh, giving you a, a, a taste of that as far as what it's looking like. So shout out to him. Um, I can't. I haven't done a Sunday podcast seemingly in, in months. It's been a long. I think we did one with Robert Sapp and Chad Quinn. That was back in February. I think it was the hard trade to uh, to Philly. So it's been a while, but you know, this is this this one had to be done. Um, as we all know, on Friday, on Thursday, Kevin Durant demanded. A trade from from the Brooklyn Nets. His time up there seemingly is over. This is despite the fact that he signed a four-year extension, max super max extension last summer, and seemed to at least be committed to them for the foreseeable future, at least this year and, and next year, I would think. Um, but that was not a case. Of course, this season, this was the season from season from hell for the Brooklyn Nets for a variety for a variety of reasons. And look, we. We've done that dance over the course of this year. We know why they are in their current predicament. I don't even want to go back back to uh, – I don't even want to dig back into that. The bottom line is Kevin Durant wants out. Um, the history of the NBA, the recent history of the NBA, says that Kevin Durant is going to get his wish. Um, he's requested, of course, Phoenix and Miami. And we're going to go through a couple of Durant trades. This is what this is the thing about this, right? About Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, from a basketball standpoint, I don't know uh, Kevin Durant personally, um, but from a basketball standpoint, Kevin Durant seemingly will never be happy. Never be happy. He's been he's been in he's been in every single type of situation you could be in. He's been in a situation, young team developing, um, homegrown. Draft picks with you know Harden, Russell Westbrook, uh, Urbaca, Nick Collison, and you know guys like that. They get to the finals. That wasn't good enough because you know Russell Westbrook was Russell Westbrook. I understand why he wanted out there after nine years. He had done. He had put in his work. He carried that franchise. He was the signature player in that franchise. Won the MVP. Played you know game in game out. Was during that time period the second best player in the world. So I have no problem. I had no problem with him going uh one out now you can knock him for joining a 73 win team that just beat that just came back against them three games to one in the 2016 uh conference finals you want to knock him for that saying he took the easy way out sure he did he did take the easy way out he joined a ready-made super team a ready-made team that would that he would make and turn into a super team and they would dominate for basically the next two years and would have three-peated had he not got, gotten injured in 2019 so that wasn't good enough because Steph Curry got too much of the credit. And despite the fact that he was the best player on the team, Steph Curry was still the one. It was still Steph's franchise. Okay, you want to do your own thing? You want to get out of the shadow, so to speak, of Steph Curry? Voila, the Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn Nets give you the keys to the kingdom, per se. You can call. You have all the power. You want to root. Who do you want? Who, who do you, who do you want to play with? We play with Kyrie Irving. Okay, we're getting Kyrie Irving, despite the fact that he had just you know, despite the fact that a franchise got better without him, 
uh, in terms of the Boston Celtics. The, their players, you know, they went to the conference finals without him in 2018, and they uh, and he played miserably in 2019 in the playoffs against Milwaukee, losing in five games. But we still want the top point guards in the league, still very young. He's your guy. You can have him. Cool. Uh, you want to, who you want? Who you want to coach your team? Not Kenny Atkinson. Atkinson would help build the help develop player develop the uh, help with the player development of, of the young Brooklyn Nets and got them to the playoffs. Not good enough. Very good coach. You want him out? Bring in Steve Nash with no prior coaching experience. So again, DeAndre Jordan. Hey, he's your guy. We know DeAndre Jordan is can't play anymore, despite the fact that you have a a a future All Star on your team and Jared Allen. We didn't know that at the time, but a guy who clearly was the best big man that you had on that team, he gets playing time instead of instead of uh he gets playing time instead of DeAndre Jordan until Steve Nash kind of kind kind comes to his senses and say, "Hey, we I need to play Jared Allen." So everything Durant got. Everything he wanted and then some, but it still was not enough. Still wasn't enough. Even a Supermax contract last year, which he should have gotten. Anybody would have gave him that contract. Had no problem with that. And this is how he repays the Brooklyn Nets with seven playoff wins, one playoff series win, um, and a bunch of games where he missed due to injury. Remember, he didn't play the first year with the, uh, with the Achilles. Okay, Mr. Tunner get Mr. Tunner action this year, this season, with the uh, with the with the MCL. So again, I don't know what's going to make Kevin Durant happy. I, I just don't, from a basketball standpoint, I, I don't perceive, I don't see. I frankly don't ever see Kevin Durant being happy from a basketball standpoint. The perfect situation where he was the best player on the team. And the he had a the was Golden State. He could have won six, seven. There's no telling how many championships he could have won. Golden State. There's no telling. So now we're kind of back to, um, you know, looking for this, you know, this perfect situation. I did this looking looking for a situation this perfect situation that doesn't exist. Now, now. He wants Miami. He wants Phoenix. These are two stable organizations with 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 great cultures, with leadership. Um, he, but, but again, he would situations where he would be the best player if he joined them, depending on how many, depending on you know what you have to give up to get him. But again, you can't have it all. You cannot have everything without giving up something. And that's the problem with Kevin Durant. He wants everything, but does not want to give up anything. And what I mean, what I mean by that is, if you want to be considered one of the top ten players, top five players of all time, Mount Rushmore players, you gotta be a leader. You gotta be a leader. You gotta call guys out. You gotta hold people accountable. Be other than yourself. And that's not Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is not a leader. If Kevin Durant were a leader, he would have held Kyrie Irving accountable. Period. Hey man, you either with it, you either get vaccinated, or you can just stay home. It's just that simple. We got we need we got guys that that are here committed to winning a championship. Period. And maybe James Harden is still on the team. Maybe things don't go you know the way they went. 
but he's not a leader. And again, those 10 guys I have on my list of top 10, 11 players of all time, all those guys, with the exception of Will Chamberlain, and Will was so dominant. He was that Will was just that that talented and that dominant that it didn't even it didn't even matter that he was the leader. I, he has to be considered amongst the top ten players. It's just not that that's just not an issue. But even with Will Chamberlain, had Will Chamberlain been a leader, how many championships would Will have? Will would have six, five, six, seven, eight of his own. To be honest with you, that was that was the difference between Will that between Bill Russell and Will Chamberlain: leadership, mental toughness, and leadership. Those intangibles that was that, that that were missing from Will Chamberlain, same similar to Kevin Durant. Lots and couple similarities between Kevin Durant, Will Chamberlain, and Aaron Rodgers. These oop, these supernova talented players, whose talent allows them to get away with just about everything outside of criminal activity off the court. Kevin Durant can do he can do this to a franchise and still be the most wanted player in the sport. Um, because of, because he averaged 30 points and shot 52% from the field last year. But the bottom line is he is not a leader, period. He's not a leader. And that is, again, that is what separates the guys, whether it's LeBron, Kobe, RIP, Bill Russell, Magic, Bird, Steph Curry, um, Shaq, um, Tim Duncan, those are what that is what separates those guys from from Kevin Durant. Not talent, because on talent, Tim Durant is probably uh, I would say one of the top five players in in the in the history of the league. On pure talent and basketball skills, he is without question a top five player. Period. But again, you cannot have everything without giving up something. It just doesn't. Life doesn't work that way. So now if you're the Brooklyn Nets, um, despite the fact that Kevin Durant only has has made uh, a demand to the Phoenix and Miami, you, if you're the Brooklyn Nets, you have to absolutely do what is in the best interest of your franchise. You, you are First of all, you can't. we all know you cannot afford to tank because the Houston Rockets control your draft for the next five years. Tanking is not going to work, period. You got to go out there and win games. You got to go out there and put the best product out there on, on, on the floor, period. So you have to get the best players. You have to get guys that can help you win along with a, a boatload, a shitload of a few of first-round draft picks. So here are a couple of deals I have. I looked I looked at just to have some fun. Be at the NBA trade machine. There's one, there's a one trade machine that does the picks and the salary cap, which is way better than – which is like – light years better than the one ESPN has. I, it's a new one that I looked on. So, if I'm trading, uh, the Phoenix deal is, comp- is more complicated than people realize because of um, they cannot, you can't take in Phoenix, the Nets cannot directly take on DeAndre Ayton without being over, without being over the luxury tax. So, this is why that, that deal more than likely will be a three-team deal. So, the Nets would get Bridget, Mikael Bridges, Jay Crowder, Cam Johnson, and five first-round picks, um, three of which would be unprotected. I would say five first-round picks, 23, 25, 27, 29, 31, two pick swaps in 26 and 28. And I would say the unprotected picks would be in 23, 25, and 27, unprotected 29 and 31. That is 
a so you're getting a a guy in Mikael Bridges who is a notch below All Star, one of the best defensive players in the league, finished second in defense player of the year. Jay Crowder, a veteran player, streaky three point shooter, but been on a number of winning teams in terms of the playoffs, getting to the finals. Cam Johnson, a perfect perfect three and D guy. Again, a guy who um, a guy who's been to it went went to a final four in North Carolina. Um, been to NBA Finals, still very young and on a reasonable contract. And again, the five first round picks, those are trade, those are assets. Those are those are first round picks are some of the most valuable currency in the NBA. So you can't do you like yes, more than likely Phoenix. Again, we don't know how long Phoenix is gonna be good. Phoenix, like Chris Paul and Kevin Durant are not getting any younger. So maybe those picks, you know, pay like maybe those that that, especially in twenty twenty five. Like those those picks could be, you know, especially if they're unprotected. If they're, if those picks are unprotected. You there's no telling, you know, how you know you might get a top five pick. Utah gets DeAndre Ayton, so Utah gets DeAndre Ayton. You replace Rudy Gobert. You get a you get a a, a guy who can who has who has tw- still only twenty three years. 23 years old has all-star talent caliber potential has is a very good defensive player i'm not as down on deandre Aiden as a lot of people are you're getting a guy again we know how hard it is to to draw stars and free agents to utah utah has to come out utah would be a perfect number three team uh for this trade so they get deandre Aiden again 23 year old who can be who has potential to be 20 and 10 for the next five for the next 10 years phoenix gets the rent and two first round picks from utah that are protected 23 25 kind of recoup some of that draft capital that they can that they would have to give up to the nets so to me everybody wins in that standpoint everybody phoenix instantly is going to be a contender you still you have booker paul booker paul durant you can build around that easily if you can't build around that then you need a new general manager james jones should be you know, you get built. You can build around that. They still have picks. Those picks, they can use those picks to, to trade, uh, to get to get assets and uh, to get um, assets during the trade deadline in February. Um, they'll be instant contenders. Um, now you get again, you're giving up. You're giving up a lot in terms of Bridges, Crowder, and Johnson. Those are three. Those are three rotation players. You're giving up a lot, but again, you still have Booker. You still have Durant. Booker and Paul and, you know, Shamit, they still have some other pieces that they can get. You have some, you know, you, there'll be a number of guys wanting to come to Phoenix to ring chase that will take small, that will take minimum contracts to play with Chris Paul and Kevin Durant. This is the one that's fascinating to me that I would be very nervous if I were a Phoenix fan. Toronto, remember, Toronto has a history with, they pulled off they put off some big trades in the past. They put off the Kawhi Leonard. Uh, Masai is a brilliant, brilliant front office man. One of the best in the league. One of the best in the league, and especially doing these deals, he will take his shots and without hesitation. So Brooklyn, apologies for misspelling Brooklyn. Toronto gets Durant. Brooklyn gets Scotty Barnes, Anobe, Chris Boucher, and four first round picks, two pick swaps. Three of the first round picks would be would be protected. The twenty nine pick would be unprotected. Um, you're getting to me. 
If I'm the Brooklyn Nets, I think this is as as more that this to me would be more enticing than the Phoenix trade because I'm getting Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes has all star potential. Scotty Barnes could be a eight a a five to eight eight time all star. He could be an all NBA pipe player. He can be a, a a franchise player in this league who's under a rookie deal. Anobe still very young. Boucher, those guys are very good players. Defensive, especially defensive players, versatile players that can play, that can guard multiple multiple positions. We know they come from a great culture in Toronto. But the key to me is Scotty Barnes. You get Scotty Barnes if you're Brooklyn and and the four first round picks. I mean, you can build you can build something special with that. Toronto, of course, you put Durant with um, Siakam, um, Fred Van Fred Van Vliet. Uh, that's a instant cha- instant championship contender. Period. Siakam can move back to being a second best player. Fred Van Vliet, their third best player. You can win a championship with that with that with that squad easily. You can get to the finals. But that watch out for Toronto. Watch out for Toronto. Don't be surprised if, if he lands in Toronto. If he, if, if if Messiah can convince Durant to come to Toronto, that that deal can happen. That is more again. I I like what they can offer just as much, if not more, than what Phoenix can offer. And I like Phoenix's package. I mean, Bridges, Crowder, Johnson, and the five first round picks uh, would be a great package. But that Toronto package, you get you're talking about getting Scotty Barnes, a guy again, 21 years old, 20 years old on a rookie salary. Yeah, that that would be very enticing if I'm if I'm the Brooklyn Nets, and just for fun, even though he probably doesn't want to play in New Orleans, but just for fun because they have so many assets. Pelicans get Durant, Brooklyn, Brooklyn gets Brandon Ingram, Jonas Valanciunas, and five first round picks: twenty three, twenty four, twenty five, twenty seven, twenty nine. The twenty four pick, I know you, normally the rule is you can't have your you can't trade your own pick in consecutive years but that 24 pick comes from la so that that i wonder if the machine allowed me to do it you may they may not be able to do that but considering that, that that's their second first round pick that came from the lakers you might be able to do that i'm not sure i'm not always sure about that but regardless let's say let's take that pick out 23 25 27 29 and probably even 31 and i would have the 31 and 29s be unprotected I would demand that be unprotected from Brooklyn. So you're getting five first round picks and you're getting a all-star caliber player who's what, 25, 24 years old. Brandon Ingram, I think, I think Ingram's 25, coming off his best season. He played great in the playoffs against Phoenix. And Valanciunas is a rebounding machine and a, and a tough physical player in down uh, down low who's on a good who's on a, a very good contract. And you could even use him as a as a, a as a trade piece. So that's a very good deal as well. I I see that as a pipe dream. I don't see Durant ending up in New Orleans, but they do have the assets to um they do have the assets uh to move to get to go after Durant. I think I listen, I don't think this thing is gonna last into the seat come I don't think that this is gonna be something that uh is carried on into the season. I know a lot of people are saying, well, hey. Brooklyn has the power. They really don't have to trade Durant because he's under contract for four more years, and you could dare him to sit out. 
the season and hold out. He loves to play basketball. You can try it. You can risk that. But let's think about this. One of the reasons why they're willing to just blow this thing up is because Joe Side and the other their, their organization did not want to deal remotely want to deal with everything, with all the headaches and everything they had to deal with this past year with Kyrie and all the stuff that went on and everything just just it was taxing to the organization, taxing to the players in the locker room. You do you really want to go to season with you're gonna they're gonna trade Kyrie. Kyrie is gone. Like he he's not gonna be on the team. But do you really want to go to the season with the black cloud that is Kevin Durant who I who, you know, let's say Durant refuses to play. You wanna get you wanna go into season with that hanging over your franchise? And having nothing nothing to show for it. Do you really like is that like what how do you sell that to your fan base? What what is what does that look like going into the season? Again, I think you can get a great deal right here, right now. I don't think that the deal I don't think waiting. No, you might listen, you might be able to wait and get a better deal. Maybe. Maybe. That's that's a possibility. You might be I maybe you make a wait and get a better deal, but chances are I just think that you don't want to go into the season with that black cloud hanging over your head and for your franchise. We'll see what Brooklyn does. Um Brooklyn has more power than what people think. Uh they could wait until the trade deadline. They could just say, Hey, hey Kevin, you're under contract. This is gonna happen. We're, we're looking for the best possible deal. And by the way, they should absolutely get the best possible deal. Period. Does she get the best possible deal? So the other big big trade that was made was the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, and you see they get, so the Timberwolves trade Rudy Gobert. Uh, kind of saw this coming a little bit. Brian Windhorst was on top of this, even though he didn't call it, but he said he did say something was going on, strange going on in Utah when they traded Royce O'Neal to Brooklyn for a first round pick. Um, now again, I don't know how much he kind of laid, he kind of put out some breadcrumbs there. Um, he didn't call this, but he kind of said something was going on in Utah, so so give him credit for that. But Timberwolves just completely go all in, they get Rudy Gobert. Uh, the Jazz get four first-round picks, uh, three unprotected, and a top-five protected in 2029, a 26-pick uh, swap, and they also trade five players to the to, uh, the um, Utah Jazz. Um, Minnesota, of course, gets Rudy Gobert. Gobert, of course, is one of his deep best rim protector in basketball, has been All-NBA, is a, um, again, suspect offensive player we know he's not we know he's not a good offensive player but he is a defensive just i mean he's one of the best defensive players in the league has been defensive player of the year uh, has won the award three times so we know um what we're getting from rudy gobert Here, here's the thing about this deal first thing i thought about this deal was how how does this impact anthony edwards so rudy gobert will enter Minnesota as their third best player. Period. You have Anthony Edwards, Cat, and Rudy Gobert. 
And for me, op for me, option in terms of uh offensive option, he's probably the fourth option offensively behind those three and also D'Angelo Russell. So to me, the fit is perfect from that standpoint because he has no effect negatively on Anthony Edwards. Matter of fact, with his defensive presence in the middle, I that will allow Edwards and some of their other perimeter defensive players to be more aggressive, to take more chances uh, on the perimeter. They were a middle. They were a middle. They were a decent defensive team last year. They weren't. They, you know, for, they were 14th rating, but they just gave up too many offensive rebounds. The rim protection was terrible, and I got, of course, I got exposed against Memphis. So I don't have a problem with this deal. Um, their championship contention is going to depend on the development of Anthony Edwards. Period. Also, you have D'Angelo Russell, who's coming up on the contract year. He could be flipped and used as a trade asset. So keep that in mind. But you are banking that, number one, you know, Carlton Towns has begged basically to be, you know, wants to be a four, not a five. We know Carl Anthony Towns can spread the floor. Uh, Gobert will be in the paint. And so there will be plenty of space for the, for your perimeter players with Towns spread, with, with Towns taking other guys out to the three-point line. We know he's one of the best jump shooting centers in the league, if not the best. Period. So that I and Gobert is a defensive a defensive player, one of the better a defensive player, great defensive player, and also a, a, a excellent rebounder. Gobert is also always amongst the top five players uh, in, in rebounding, leaders in rebounding. So he'll clean up that. Um, again, this is this is about to me the development. Uh, of Anthony Edwards, what the the this their future, their near and their near future depends on what Anthony Edwards becomes and his development. This will be year three for him. So I don't blame Minnesota for for making this move. I think they this makes them a better team. Um. A lot of people say, yeah, it's a lot of draft picks, but keep in mind, those unprotected picks, uh, 23, 25, and 27, Minnesota is a young team. They probably will be, especially 23, 25, will be in them. Those will be like late picks. Those will be late picks. And who, who knows in 2027? Who knows in 2029? That's, you know, that's a lot can happen in the NBA between now and then. But so I don't get to uh, listen. They gave up a lot to get Gobert, but you have to understand you're Minnesota. You're not drawing free agents. Free agents are not coming to to play for Minnesota, right? They have to, they have to draft well, develop talent, and also land land the, and make these type of deals. Period. So when they have to swing for the fences, they cannot play it close to the best. No one is 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 clamoring to play in Minnesota as a free agent with the weather. With like it's just the history of the franchise. There's no one like no one is clamoring to play 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 there. They're trying to build something. Again, I like what they're doing. I like you know. Listen, Tim Conley, uh, Conley from came from Denver. He's a top general manager. He knows what he's doing. He can find he can find these players in the second round off the scrap meet that can uh, you know develop and. Develop and help teams and help a team win. 
But then again, this is all about to me the development of Anthony Edwards. In terms of Carl Anthony Towns and, and uh Rudy Gobert, Gobert is a uh, is a defensive guy, Towns is an offensive guy. It's just that simple. These are not two guys who they these these guys are completely polar opposites as far as their skill set. So again, Gobert is going to be catching catching lobs, getting offensive rebounds, getting defensive rebounds, protecting the paint. Towns is going to be on the on the perimeter, the perimeter. Period. That's the that's how they you know that's how it's going to play out. Towns does not like to be in the post, so it, there should be plenty of space for the guy, for the for, for the Anthony Edwards and D'Angelo Russells of the world to operate. For dribble, there should be plenty of space for dribble penetration. Now again. You know, those guys, and plus, you can stagger their minutes. They don't have to be on the floor all the time at the same time. That's the, thing, that's the beauty of this. Like, you can you can create lineups where you have a Towns lineup, you have a Gobert lineup. So, again, again, as far as they what they gave up, listen, Malik Beasley, Inconsistent player has had some off the off the off the court issues. Eh. Pat Beverly, aging veteran, nice player. I heard something that he changed the culture. I'm like, yeah, let's let's not get. It. I mean, he helped he helped get them to the playoffs. But that, that, Pat Beverly is a a nice role player. Leandro Bomaro, huh? Walker Kessler. We don't just got into the league. Jared Vanderbilt is a very I, I like Vanderbilt a lot. Played well in the playoffs. He's probably the most valuable of those guys, but they kept Jay McDaniels, which was, which was very key. And Utah wanted McDaniels, so that's a good job by Conley to keep McDaniels. And again, you have Tony and Prince. They have other guys, perimeter players. They have they 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 have a very good team. Minnesota is going to be a team to watch. They could be a sneaky team to get out the Western Conference. They could be. It don't. It's. I don't see it. I don't think it's going to happen. But they can be one of those teams that, you know, if everything breaks right. They could be in the Western Conference Finals. I'll say that. Not the NBA. They they would eat, if everything broke right, they're not going to the NBA Finals because the West is too deep, especially at the top. But they could be in the Western Conference Finals, to me. So, yeah, Durant, Gobert, kind of controlling the weekend narratives of the NBA. A lot, of course, happened with the free agent deals. We're not going to go through every deal. Here are the deals that I'm going. I'm, I separated them to two categories. I had deals that I understand. And I had deals that were head scratches. Now, there were a couple, there were some deals that were just no brainers. Devin Booker getting his money is no brainer. Jokic getting his money is no brainer. Okay. Even Zion getting his money is, is a semi no brainer. But here are, here are some of the deals that I understand. You can, you said, you said Nurkic, four years, $70 million, not a lot of money for a center who's a very good defensive player, good passer, tough player. Again, your Portland Trail is the Portland Trailblazers. They don't draw a lot. They don't draw a lot of talent as far as free agency goes. All right, that and that's not that's a that's a that's a that's a solid contract. Darius Garland, five years, one hundred ninety-three million dollars. A rookie, basically a rookie max, basically a borderline super max. It's just a notch below super max. You want to say, wow, that's a lot of money for coming off of a guy who just who's only had one great year. Yes, but. Again, he is a young player, 22 years old. You are projecting what he's going to be. You're projecting that he's going to get better. You're building something in Cleveland around he himself, Jared Allen, as well as, of course, Evan Mobley. 
They have some. They have so they have a young, a lot of young pieces. They re-signed Rubio uh, for for a nice contract. I understand that contract because they they think that Garland could be a a five to six time, they five time All Star. They think Garland could be a, a perennial All Star type player. Um, and again, it's market value, and that contract does not destroy your franchise because again they. Cleveland, how far Cleveland is going to go is, is going to be hinging on the development of Evan Mobley. Evan, if Evan Mobley becomes the type of player with, which we think he can become as a franchise player, that is a guy that can be a superstar, then this deal, then the Garden deal becomes an afterthought, period, Like because it's all about Evan Mobley. So that, this, that deal has no effect on the development of Evan Mobley. Lou Dort. Five years, $87 million. A lot of people were down on this deal. I, I'm not one of them. You know why? Because Lou Dort is an is a all-NBA caliber defensive player, number one. Number two, he's improved offensively every year, and he's still very young. Dort is only like 23 years old. So, again, you are projecting what a player is going to be when you, when you give him this type of money. And, again, it doesn't have – if you're Oklahoma City, you have to spend your money somewhere. You have to pay somebody. So it doesn't, like, this is not a, it's not even a, a max deal. This is a deal that you're going to, you're going to have to pay guys who are, I'm not going to call him a full two-way player. Player, Maybe he's a semi-two-way player. A excellent defensive player who's a, who has improved, improved greatly as an offensive player. Now, where you can, and you have to realize it's Oklahoma City. Certain teams have to somewhat overpay because they cannot draw free agents or other, or other guys of that ilk. And they clearly, again, they, they're watching them every day. They know more about them than you and me from that standpoint. Again, I know a lot of people, a lot of people were not high on this contract. I had zero problem with the contract, and I understand the contract. Car Anthony Towns, four years, $224 million. You want to say that's a guy that is superstar money. That is a guy who's the best player on the, the championship team. Very fair points. Here's what I say. Here's what I'll say, right? You're Minnesota. You're building something. Okay. Car Anthony Towns is still, still a very young player, 26 years old. He still can get better. If you don't pay him that money, someone on the open market is going to give him a contract. How are you replacing that production? What are you replacing that production with? Anthony Edwards at this time is not ready to be a, a number one guy. So you need Carl Anthony Towns to be the number one until Anthony Edwards develops into that guy. Now, again, it is a lot of money. That That is super max money. Carlton Towns only been in the playoffs, what, twice in his career? Didn't play well in the playoffs last year. We know he had trouble. I have some issues. I, I think Towns offensively is as good as any big man in the league. Defensively, he just he just doesn't doesn't bring it every night, every night. And, and to be honest with you, I don't think – I think Towns falls into the category of all-star. I don't think Towns will ever be a superstar. But this is a deal that you have to make if you're a Minnesota because you're the Minnesota Timberwolves. You're a small market trying to build something. You can't replace the production. 
you've already you have you've shown that you haven't been great at developing talent and drafting. And again, I trust Tim Conley. Don't tell me you can't say that Tim Conley did not have this in mind. Like this wasn't like Tim Conley didn't think about this. So again, I and again, you can move him. This is a like this is this is a trade chip. He's a trade piece. You can move Carl Anthony Towns eventually. To be honest with you, he's going. Listen, he's going to give you. He's going to be around twenty-four points and around eight to nine, eight to ten rebounds. Shoot forty percent from three. He's going to be a productive All-Star caliber player. Period. So if it doesn't work out, if you feel like he's getting in the way of Anthony Edwards' development, oh, you can flip him. Flip him. Flip him for some draft picks. Flip him for some players. Some some better pieces around Anthony Edwards and keep him moving. But for right now, he belongs on the team. And of course, Zion five for one nine three could be worth up to two thirty one. It's semi no brainer. You are paying for. People forget Zion the year before last was 27, 27, 7, and, and almost four assists and shot sixty percent from the field. He has franchise superstar caliber talent. He just needs to be on the floor. You are paying for what you think Zion could be, and again, he is a trade chip. He's a trade chip, period. Somebody else would give him the money. And I'm not getting I understand Zion has not lived up to the billing as far as being on the court. When he's been on the court, he's produced at a high level. I get it. I get I, I especially in comparison to John Morant. We know John Morant's clearly been the better player, clearly the player that you would want to start your franchise with. That's not even a question. But I'm not ready. He's too he's too young to give up on. He's way he's just too young, and there's too much there. That talent is still the the talent is still undeniable. A lot of people want to give up on give up on Zion. I'm not one of them. This is a big year for Zion. I think Zion could be an All NBA caliber player. I think Zion can you know with the way the direction their franchise is going, maybe he sees like hey, I could be part of something special. I'm not ready to give up on him. I. Totally understand this deal. Before I get to deals that I that were kind of head scratchers, um, the Victor Wabanyana sweepstakes have begun. Victor Wabanyana, of course, is a generational talent from France, seven foot two. He is Rudy Gobert. He has Rudy Gobert's defense, but with a great offensive game in terms of his pull up jump shot, his three point shot putting the ball on the floor, he will be the, the, the number one pick in 2020 in, in next year's draft. And you're going to see a lot of teams begin to tank for for this guy. And the first one that was obvious is the San Antonio Spurs. They trade DeJount, DeJounte Murray for Atlanta for three first-round picks and Gallinari, who ended, who ended up with the Celtics in a future pick swap. Again, excellent move for Atlanta. We'll see. Murray is a very good defensive player, excellent playmaker. Atlanta needs this is a big year for Atlanta. Atlanta also can move John Collins for some picks and some some uh some some better some pieces as well. So Atlanta needs to bounce back off that embarrassing playoff showing they had against Miami, where they were embarrassed and also just had a bad year. Atlanta did not play play well coming off a conference finals in 2021. So this was a necessary move for them. But for the for, from a spur perspective, they do get three first round picks and a pick swap. But more importantly, the Spurs know that they're not going anywhere. And the Spurs want to be right in the mix for Victor Wembanyama. Period. That's all there is to it. The Spurs are not. The Spurs. 
The Spurs probably will win 20 games this year. They will be amongst the worst teams in the league. I I promise you. Even with, I know that's not the Spurs way, but you know, listen, we've seen the Spurs do this before. When when Dave Robinson got hurt, they went they were clearly tanking in 1997. Period. 96-97 season. And it, it played off. They hit the lot, hit the jackpot, got Tim Duncan in 97 draft and their franchise never looked back at the, uh, after that. So it's not like they don't have a they, they don't have a history of tanking. They just haven't had to because of the sustained excellence with Duncan, Tony Parker, Ginobili, Kawhi Leonard, and, and what have you. But they're they're in complete they're in full tank mode at this point. Period. There were some free agent, free agency head scratchers. Uh, Bradley Bill, five years, two fifty one. First of all, Bradley Bill, great ambassador as far as what he's done for the Washington Wizards. Uh, on they recently built some courts on Banneker that he that, that were dedicated. He's a great locker room guy. I like I personally I like I like Bradley Bill at the person as far as what you see him doing off the court. Period. Humble the whole nine yards. And I'm a fan of his game. But when you pay somebody $250 million, a supermax, that guy has to be a generate a superstar generational talent, a number one guy off the or at least a at worst the number two guy on a championship team, Bradley Bill is not a number, is not a number one guy on a championship team, period. And it makes zero sense for the Wizards to pay him because people are not running to Capital One Center to watch Bradley Bill, period. The, the, Wizards, the Wizards fan base is not a bad – this is a football town. We, everybody knows that. So to me, it would have made way more sense to sign him and trade him. There are a number of teams that would have went after Bradley Bill who think they're Bradley Bill away from winning a championship. So I don't understand what the Wizards are doing from this standpoint. Again, good for Brad, great for Bradley Bill and his family to get to get that money. If you can, if somebody's willing to give it to you, I wouldn't. You don't give it back. But as far as the Wizards goes, to to me, this deal made no sense whatsoever. None, especially for guys. You know, Bradley Bill is is twenty nine years old. He's getting up. You know, getting up there a little bit. So. I would have signed and trade Brad, signed and trade Bradley Bill and, and, and retooled around some of the younger talent that the Wizards have. Zach Levine, five years for 215 to me for the Chicago Bulls made absolutely zero sense. So you're basically saying that this is your team. This is this is the type of deal that wrecks franchises. All those guys you have are locked in. Lonzo Ball, DeRozan, Levine, Vucevic. This is your team. Like this, this is who your team is. You, there's no. Now I think that they signed Drummond. Okay, but this is your team. You cannot. The team cannot improve anymore. And Zach Levine is a guy who is a one-dimensional player. Doesn't guard anybody. He. We know he's a special scorer. We know he can shoot the ball. Excellent offensive player. But Zach Levine is the the second best player on that team. You're giving a guy who's your your second best player. DeRozan is the best player on that team. You give a guy who's your who's the second best player on that team a basically in essence a super max deal. Zach Levine will never be the best player on the team that can compete for the championship. Zach Levine will never be the second best player on the team that can compete for the championship. Zach Levine probably on a team that's competing for a championship is the third best guy. If I put Zach Levine on Milwaukee, he would be their third best player behind Giannis and and, and Drew Holiday. If I if I flip Middleton for for Levine, if I put Zach Levine. On the, uh, say, the Miami Heat, he would be their third best player behind Jimmy Butler and Bam. If I put Zach Levine on the Sixers, he would be their third best player. 
Pop more likely, even even with Harden at this state, you get you, you kind of get where I'm coming from here. Like this, like Zach, Zach, like Zach Lee would be the third best player on the Warriors. He's not better than Andrew Wiggins. He's not as a two way, especially, especially as a two way player. He's not. So you on championship caliber teams, Zach Levine is a number three, a clear number three. You don't give these are the types of contracts that set franchises back. And by the way, you are Chicago. You have six championship champions, championship t- trophies in your in your trophy case. You are Chicago, a historic town, a historic franchise. You don't you shouldn't be in a mindset to where you feel like you have to overpay players like this and to wreck your to wreck your franchise for the future. Again, great for Zach 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 Levine, bad for the Chicago Bulls. They should never sign. They should never sign Levine to this type of money. Period. They have very, they have no flexibility to move moving forward, and they were a team. I don't see now again. If they get a healthy Lonzo Ball back, maybe they're, maybe they can get to the second round. Maybe not as good as Milwaukee. They're not as good as um, the Sixers. They're not as good as Miami. Hell, I don't even think they're as good as uh, Toronto. To be honest with you, so this is a move that I would not have made. Uh, again, Bradley Bill, Zach, Zach Levine. These are moves that 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 hurt your franchises moving forward. If you keep those guys on your team, now again, they are is Zach Levine a tradable contract? Eh, eh, I I don't know. I don't know how many tickets would be out there for Zach Levine at five, at that number. I don't. So, again, teams, you gotta be careful when you when you pay these all star guys, these guys who are have been all stars. Like you, when you pay them like superstars, gotta be very careful because it can definitely set your franchise back. That's going to wrap it up for this latest edition of the Real Deal Podcast. I will see you next time. If anything breaks with Kevin Durant, we will be on that and, and, you know, putting out this content. Have a great rest of your weekend. So long. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.